With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hater sets. Here's the pitch. On the ground ball to third. Charged by Machado. He's got it. Slings it across to first. In time. The ball game is over. And a 101 win season for the New York Mets. Which featured such excitement and carried such promise. Ends in extremely disappointing fashion as they are beaten in the wild card series two games to one by the san diego padres hey how's it going i'm pete alonzo with the new york mets and if you're watching this you just lost to the san diego padres yeah so my my idea that 
Yeah, well, the Mets game will be on the weekend, and when they lose, like I knew they were going to, uh-huh. by the time we get to Monday night, hey, we're on to other things. I guess, I guess that, that dream is dead, huh? What a moron. Well, I mean, you didn't think that was going to happen with us. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, in your own little world, in your own bubble, yeah. maybe in your house yeah, it's not I being guess. discussed and you've been able to push it away. You didn't think you were going to be able to come back here and have that, right? Your Jets win, great. Frostburg's all excited because even though his coach screwed up, he got bailed out. So you got that. Listen, I'm <laughs> and, just gonna... and also lots of football stories, lots yeah. of hot take nonsense to get to. They but we, we do have to have at least the Mets funeral today. I want to I want to I, I want to call timeout. I want to check your ears. I want to check your ears. Okay. I want I want to check you for foreign substances. I got no problem with that. Your spin rate it's right part now. Of the game. That's right. Your spin rate the last minute and a half has been a much better spin rate than you've had all the way the last seven years. Well, you know what? Yeah. Desperation sometimes creeps in, and you're grasping at straws to slow momentum. Give your spark, maybe get people fired up, saying, "Yeah, Buck has our back." Just like Buck does in Eight Men Out mm. that we're watching on one of our monitors as we await more playoff baseball. But I have this question to ask. Is today the official funeral or does this continue until the Padres are eliminated? No, 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 no. Listen. So long as they're alive, we remember that they vanquished no. the Mets and sent them to hell. No, no, no. Well, what what the biggest thing to remember and the biggest thing to know is that, that they lost the to the Padres. Look, you played no, no, no. three more That's games than my crap ass team. That's Stop. what we remember. You the, won 101 you won one games, Jason. Game you lost to the Padres. Trash what what are you doing? Can I just go? I'll just go home. You guys are good, man. If you guys got the, you guys can do this. Tyshard can jump in on what he saw in House of the Dragon. See, this we'll is a rewind to, to Friday. We'll be all good. We've all. I'll just it was like an early segment. On Friday's show, where I'll I was just, in the same boat. I'll just go home and then I'll come back tomorrow. It'll be Jets, 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 oh. Jets, 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 Jets. The Jets won. That's how I'm getting over the Mets. Is the Jets? What are they? You know, people here. Let me give you. Let me give you. Let me give me. Hang on. Let me give you all a little bit of relationship advice. Okay, this is what I do. 101 wins. Give me relationship advice. I'm gonna key your car. Relationship advice. People always say, when I have a bad breakup, how do I get over it? Because it can be difficult, right? Isn't if it I, a get under up, blank? You know, if, if, I, if you break up with somebody, it could be very traumatic, and maybe it it affects you for a long, very time. long all, time. We've all had Absolutely, those breakups, yeah. Right? Um, the, the only formula that I have ever seen that has worked for getting over a breakup where you're you're really upset about it mm-hmm. is when you meet somebody else. Because until you meet somebody else you're going to always have those thoughts and think about it, right? So just think about it like this. I think about my relationship with the Mets, and yeah, the breakup was pretty bad yesterday. Breakup of the season, breakup of everything. But then I met the Jets, and the Jets won. And Stop. now we're 3-2. and two. But, And but if the season is... ended today, we're in the playoffs. But... And now we beat the Dolphins by 20 points. We won a game in the AFC East for the first time since, like, 2011. Right? We have two wins in a row for the first time since we won the Super Bowl in 1969. <laughs> it's happening now. So, how do I get over the Mets? Yes, I go right to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. The Mets to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. Mets, Mets to the Jets. It's like going to dance to it. Uh, I So, you're subscribing Mets to the, to the Big Jets. and Rich song. Mm-hmm. You never stop loving somebody. Yeah. You just start loving somebody else. Exactly. 
kind of like another somebody done somebody wrong song, except exact opposite. Hey, Voom. won't you play? Mets to the Jets, Mets, Mets to the Jets, Mets to the Jets, Mets, Mets to the Jets. That's how I did it. Mets to the Jets. And then when you have your moments of Mets quiet solitude, uh, no. sadness no, creeps no, in, no, no, no. I don't, I, and I don't, you hear Simon and uh, Garfunkel in your head, the I, low uh, strains. No, no, I haven't been by myself a lot enough the last the last 24 hours to sit here and, and, and focus on it, because I Mets to the Jets, Mets there to the is. Jets. Let it seep in. Mets to the Jets, Mets, Mets to the Jets. Let it breathe. It's okay. You can keep playing all these things, and all I do in my head is see Brees Hall scoring touchdowns and Zach Wilson diving into the end zone for a touchdown. That's all I see. The Mets suck. I see Quinton Williams stiff-arming Tyree Kill into the ground at uh-huh. MetLife over and over and over and over again. You can just cry, Jason. That's it's all okay. I see. That's all I see. Bam, 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 bam. You hey. three are the worst psychiatrists ever. 101 wins and you lost to the damn Padres. Uh, all of you are. You know what, Frostburg? If you lose to the Padres, I'm going to spray paint your car what brown and yellow. What happened to Mets Dodgers, Jason? You wait. Brown and yellow. You had it all planned out. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. All the other teams were cheating except for us. Dodgers were cheating. Padres are cheating. Yankees are all cheating except for us. We were the only, the only team. Because how else do you explain DeGrom and, and Scherzer getting hit the way they did? They stink. Extremely. No. They stink. Some, they're all, they're all, we're the only ones that are not cheating. There you go. We're the only ones. Are you, are no you one cycling ag- no in one the accused, Tour de France? No one accused our pitchers of cheating. <laughs> I'll say that. No one accused us, us of cheating. Although, why would you? You want to keep them in the game. Uh, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> So it's all good. Man. At least your bats were hot yesterday. It's all good. Yeah. Hey, we got a hit. A lot of runs. I mean, if we got no hit, that would have been really bad. But we got one hit. No, no, no. That would have been going. Look, if you're going to fail, fail spectacularly. The no hitter would have been even better. <laughs> Be like, hey, look, we were beaten by the best. Mm, you know, this you is. You got beaten by the Padres. Listen, listen. Yeah. All right. The Jets can't save you, buddy. Uh, of course they can. Are you can no, the Jets can this save, is all redirection. The Jets can save everything. I don't care about receipts. I'll show up with receipts. I mean, I he's got care. a McDonald's cup, so clearly he was eating his feelings. Yeah. I, well, no, this could be just any any other Monday. Having McDonald's about, could be you, any about, other Monday. About, how about you just go with it for a second? Monday just sounded just pretty good. How about you just go with the bit? I can't <laughs> lie. I got to tell the truth. I mean, this was like just a Monday McDonald's. Was it an extra sandwich? Uh, Maybe an extra cookie? No, no, no. Well, I did get three cookies. I did get three. I had the Big Mac the way I like, you know, the best way, with the extra sauce, extra yeah. cheese, and no pickles. Uh, the fries were just okay. I got the big drink. I had the three cookies. I'm all right. I'm ready to go now. Fries hold no value anymore. I'm ready to They're go. They're like five bucks. You might as well order a couple more sandwiches. I am ready. Jets, Mets to the Jets, Mets, Mets to the Jets, Mets to the Jets, and Mets to the Jets. What's that? It sounds like that. What's that? Mets to the Jets. I don't know. I'm going to stab you with my pen in a second. It's that, not Deion Sanders, but somebody somebody that sounds <laughs> like him. Deion Sanders and Jets. Mets to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. It's that song. It's that song. It sounds. I don't know what it is. Mets to the Jets. Mets, Mets to the Jets. It's that Mets song that never came out. Mets to the Jets. Mets, Mets to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. Mets, Mets to the Jets. It's a song they should have been playing instead of Timmy Trumpet. That's is, that, is that what you do? Is that, is that your workout beat when you're trying to keep your stride? Mets to the Jets. Mets to the Jets. Now, I, I'll say this about the Mets, right? Because I, I got to say that. I know. It's embarrassing. Can't wait. Uh, I told you they were out of gas. I told you they were completely out of gas. You were able to make this an I told. I hate to say I told I you. Know. No, when can't I do tell How you? terrible hang is on, this? Hang on. How many times did Mike, I say to you? Mike, he was previewing Dodgers Mets last week. How many times did well, I say to you? Put his foot in both buckets. Did I say the Mets were out of gas? No. They're not going to be happy until they give this division away to the Braves. It happened. And when we got to the playoffs, 
I couldn't get excited because I knew this was going to be the result. Because how are you going to get over leading the NL East for 364 days? On the 365th day, you lose it to the Braves. It's hard to. And watching this, watching this series with the Braves, with the Padres and the Mets, because you can see the Braves and the Mets. Watching the Padres and the Mets, I'll tell you two things. You know what do I know about baseball? But watching the Padres, every single batter came up and attacked the at bat like it was Game 7 of the World Series, the bases were loaded, there were two outs, and the game was tied. Every single at-bat, you could see the energy coming out of the Padres dugout. You could see the desire, the fouling off pitches, deep into counts. They got deep into counts on so many Mets pitchers, and they came through with clutch hit after clutch hit. The Padres wanted to make it happen. They came in full of fire. The Mets sat back and waited for something to happen. They were waiting for someone to come, waiting for someone to get a big hit. I mean, how many pitches did Joe Musgrove throw in the first six innings last night? Twelve? They swung at the first pitch every time. He had no pitch count. He had nothing going on. The Mets had a horrible a strategy to go into that series, and I knew it was coming. Right? I watched the Padres were the team that wanted to come out and take the series and win, and the Mets sat back saying, well, maybe someone will do something for us. Well, if I can't do it, then the next person will. And that's how the Mets batted. That's how the Mets attacked this weekend series against the Padres. I thought they were good. I thought they were too. They ran out of gas. If the season was 150 games, we'd be great. But it's not. It's 162. But they didn't come out with with no gas. They were swinging at the first pitch. They were fired up. I got to get off the field. I can swing at the first pitch. Pop up. I'm going back. I'm done. It was, it was awful. I knew, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming last night. I knew it was coming. Well, the Padres had all the juice because they figured if they could vanquish you, they get a, a big date with the Dodgers, <laughs> and then they announced the ticket policy. We're only only available in these counties. That just means Dodger fans have to invade by uh, paying scalpers mm. in the secondary market. But uh, they will be there uh, on Friday night, no question about it. But I'm sorry you're trying to just misdirect this. I know, I'm not I know you're I'm telling you how I yes, feel. Yes, you are. I'm telling you how I feel. I'm t- that's how I feel. But it's not the truth. What? What's not the truth? That's not how you feel. What do you mean it's not how? I told you how I felt. We're it, looking at you. I told you it was inevitable. And what, what hat am I we wearing today? We can see today? right through you. I'm wearing my Jets hat today, Mets. The Jets, you're wearing Mets, a Machado Mets, jersey. <laughs> yes, I'm wearing a I'm not hustling at all. I really I walked into the studio very slowly, my own pace. Well, you did walk... Um, like, well, you got to act like you've been, right? I mean, you got to act like you own the joint. That's the whole thing. Act like you belong. Uh, speaking of the studio, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we will have more. On the Mets, Mets and the Jets, Mets, Mets and the Jets. Oh, I think we just buried um, them. I think we're it's, done. Oh no! Now you're done. Oh, we've got to have this. We're going to play all these crazy sound bites. I got to say some things, and I got to just keep bringing it up. And now, no, no, I'm done. No, now you want to do? It. Now we're going to talk about it. Now you want to? Why are you Mets and the Jets? Mets and the Jets. Mets and the Jets. Mets Mets to the Jets. Now we'll do it. But right now, eight forty-one to go in the third quarter. Jeez, we did like thirteen minutes. I'm going to hurt you. Uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Lead the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. It was a big lead for the Raiders. The Chiefs have been chipping away at it. The big play in this game, 
a roughing the passer penalty that was every bit egregious as the roughing the passer penalty on Tom Brady yesterday. Chris Jones sacks Derek Carr, hits him from behind. Derek Carr fumbles the football. He tackles him, falls down, falls down on top of Derek Carr, doesn't push himself down, doesn't try to fall on him with all his weight. He's finishing tries the play. Tries to brace himself he, he, and the yeah, whole he tries to brace himself to not doing ball. it. Yes, and, and, and uh, trying to do everything he can to not get a penalty. And still, they call a roughing the passer penalty. And this is what has become the big topic coming out of this game. And I'll tell you this, because of everybody talking about it yesterday, I realized everybody's getting this wrong. Everybody, Tom Brady gets that call. Nobody else gets it. No, it's not a Tom Brady thing. And as you can see tonight, it's not. Is it a Derek Carr thing? Really? Oh, we got to protect Derek Carr. Hashtag protect Derek Carr. No, the referees involved, Carl Sheffers and Jerome Boger. These are two referees. You want to know why this is happening, why we're getting it the last two days, and why roughing the passer is such a big deal? Because Jerome Boger and Carl Sheffers, for years, have been the heads of the officials. Their crews call the most penalties in all of the NFL, right? Boger was up there, always up there at the top. Jeffers have been up there for the last 10 years. Jeffers just last year, his crew called 14 more penalties than any other. Yeah. He is, he is every, I mean, they are everywhere. And their crew, they love to throw flags. Why? Because these are officials who you hear the phrase all the time. Oh, that home, that that umpire, Angel Hernandez. He thinks people come to the ballpark to watch him umpire instead of watching the game. But these are officials who see the game a very specific way. And the reason they call these penalties is because they always want to show you, I know more about the game than you. I am in control of this game. And whenever I can, I want to show you I'm in control of this game. And I'm going to interpret the rules the way I want to interpret them. And that's why you see so many flags from Cheffers, from Boger, from their crew, because they have done this their entire careers. This is how they've this is how they've officiated games. It's been there's been no favoritism for one, but there's been favoritism for Tom Brady and not for somebody else. Well, I'll give you but, some of Boger's stats that'll blow your mind in a little bit. These are those guys, and that's why they're doing it. That's why you see these penalties, because these are officials that, say, want to show you how much they know, and they want to show you, hey, I'm in control of this game, and I'm going to throw flags because you guys have to listen to us. And this is how these officials go. And it drives me crazy, but this is exactly how they wind up going through games. That's why we're seeing these penalties. So we'll have more on this uh, right now. Again, 20-17, to 17, Raiders in the third quarter over the Chiefs. Chiefs getting the football back. Uh, but just remember, that's what we're seeing this stuff with Brady, with Derek Carr, everything going on right now. A really big deal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nobody better to get to with all the hot-button topics in the NFL. Odyssey NFL insider, longtime friend of the show, Washington Post, Jason Lockenfora. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora, as he continues this year chronicling and traveling with the Syracuse football team on their quest for the college football playoff. What's up, Jay? Yo, what's up, guys? What up? Well, Carl Sheffers and Jerome Boger. They're the, they're the ones that are up. My goodness. Yeah. Um, I, look, there's league meetings coming up, gentlemen. Um, sometimes these things have a way of quietly. Uh, the, all of a sudden, people get the memo that um, we're, we're going to do things a little differently. They don't always come out and have an edict uh, where everybody knows the new uh, point of emphasis. It's not always proclaimed and broadcast through the media, but people have a way of getting the internal memo, and we've seen um, a lot of these plays now uh, in quick succession in recent weeks that have, at least to some degree, 
decided games. We saw one in Baltimore Buffalo with a defensive back, Brandon Stevens, basically hugging and tackling Josh Allen. And lo and behold, there's a flag. And then obviously the Grady Jarrett situation in a game that was uh, broadcast nationally um, to much of the country. And it looked like Tom Brady got some home cooking. And then this thing tonight is the most egregious of all. I mean, first of all, the ball's loose before, like, the ball's loose before, like, Chris Jones has really even wrapped him up. And then he wraps him up in a normal football tackling motion, kind of textbook tackle. And he puts a hand to the ground so as not to body slam him. Like, I don't mean, what, like, what else is he supposed to do? Like, whisper sweet nothings in his ear and give him a, a, a you know what I mean, a sweet kiss on the back of the helmet while he places him down? I, I, I just think there are times with this league where something happens that they get wrong. And then all of a sudden, because of the optics, like, again, what I was just saying, there's this sort of whisper campaign where, okay, well, this, 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 and this can't happen, and we got to really protect these guys. But, you know, these are massive swings in these games, and, and these are huge plays. And we sure as hell know that more replay doesn't always mean more decisions, but this is out of control. I, I mean, and I am not one of these get-off-my-lawn football was better in my day. You know, I'm 50 years old. I'm old enough to remember, you know, the remnants of Jack Lambert ramming people in the concrete because basically they were playing on concrete. That's not me. But this is crazy. You know, Jay, this is this is how I look at it. And I, th- I think the way it's been projected the last couple of days, yeah, only Tom Brady gets that call. I look at it differently, right? Carl Cheffers and Jerome Boger were the two officials who were in charge of, of both of these calls, the Brady call yesterday and, and, the, call, and the Chris Jones-Derek Carr call tonight. These two, their crews are routinely at the yeah. top of the NFL for most penalties called. And they it's because they officiate the game like we always want to make sure you know we're in charge of this game and we have our own interpretation of the rules. And when I want to throw a flag, I'm going to throw a flag. Even if nobody else in the world thinks it's a flag, I'm going to do it because I want to show you that we're in charge of this game and how I look at the rules is different than anybody else but me looking Adam is what matters. Well, look, there are definite trends with some of these officiating crews that um, would give anybody pause. That do make you wonder why? Why is the game being interpreted so differently from from one group to the next? Like I, I saw um, longtime Dallas Morning News reporter Rich Goslin, one, one of the great reporters in this game, and, and a guy who has traditionally over the years spent a lot of time on um, officiating and special teams and kind of the margins. And he had a tweet today, like, pointing out that, like, Clay Martin's crew has penalized road teams, I think, 44 times for 331 yards. And there's, like, another crew in the league that has given out 220 penalty yards between both teams all season. You know what I mean? Like, are those – are those crews just getting either the the least like penalty fraught teams or the most penalty fraught teams, or are these wild oscillations um, indicative of some of the major officiating issues that this league has between more experienced and less experienced crews, guys who have a feel for letting them play and not letting them play? Um, 
And look, I, I've had many conversations with Gene Steratore about this over the years, over the course of the last four or five years. And the reality is there's been a brain drain, right? Like the league has lost a lot of super experienced crews, and they've brought a lot of guys in who maybe have been asked to do more than their experience level probably warrants. Um, but this is just like what we're talking like, and here this has been a hell of a football game, right? Like there's been a lot of cool stuff that's happened. There's been a lot of weird ebbs and flows. Game flow in this game has been kind of all over the place in part because of the officials. But, but like, look at what Mahomes has done and look at what Kelsey's done and look at what Josh Jacobs has done. And we're talking about the freaking zebras. Yeah, the other thing that came out was as he, you know, was going to make his announcements on a, a would-be penalty uh, on a kickoff return, uh, he sounded like the pimply-faced teen from The Simpsons. Boy, there was not a lot of conviction in that voice, was there? No, and then he was full-throated two and a half minutes later when there was another oh, horse collar uh, tackle by the way. Oh, boy. Um, Maybe they should just get, like, a Michael Buffer-type guy, and he does, you know what I mean? He makes and, all and the announcements. the official announcer <laughs> of those decisions. Because so, these guys maybe clearly have too much on their plate, so maybe that would help them if they don't have to actually physically voice it. You know, somebody else does it. Yeah, I just wonder if at some point they muted uh, the sound for the crowd uh, in the broadcast. We're in the studio, so we don't hear it uh, at this point. But, Jason, let's turn to the attention t- attention to the story of this morning. Uh, Matt Rule, as we were talking about a little bit last week, wondering when the sort yeah. of Damocles would fall. Well, it does. Steve Wilkes, who got screwed in Arizona, yes, he gets he this job. Uh, <laughs> so now does the fire sale begin? What is Tepper? What's on Tepper's mind here? Yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of reporting on this this year for the Washington Post um, and wrote two weeks ago that this was imminent and that Christian McCaffrey would be dealt and they would be willing to eat salary on other contracts to move guys, and that's that's going to be the case. Uh, that's not a super attractive job. I mean, it's right. not even, like, really an attractive job, right? Like, who is David Tepper? What is he? What has he done? He's become a figure of scorn in Carolina. He's got a botched land development deal to build um, – a new practice facility. The actual stadium is kind of cockeyed at this point. Uh, they don't have a quarterback to sell. They don't really have much to sell. They only have four draft picks. Uh, and they might mess around and win too many games to be picking in the top two or three because there's a lot of bad football teams out there. So I, he's not getting a big fish. Um, that's, that's just like, that's not going to happen. And maybe Steve Wilkes can get something going there. I hope he's given a legitimate shot because he certainly wasn't in Carolina. Now, again, he's the quarterback situation is a mess. Um, but this thing with Matt Rule had been broken since last November. And Matt Rule was trying like hell to get LSU or Notre Dame or any of the jobs that he coveted in college, and they didn't want him back. And a lot of people told me at that time the owner was hoping he'd have got one of those. Uh, he didn't. And they brought him back, but they brought him back knowing that this is probably untenable. And any time a guy's fired in early or whatever, mid-October or whatever we're in, it's it's very it, it it's not because of just these five games. It's because the guy won three games to start last season, and then his team was pretty awful the rest of the way. I mean, he had a three-game winning streak when he first got there, and he had a three-game winning streak to start last season. And he pretty much didn't win any other football games. So when it comes down to it, is McCaffrey go? Does DJ Moore get dealt? I mean, all the trades made today on social media were outstanding. 
Well, I think McCaffrey's gone. I think Robbie Anderson's gone. Maybe DJ Moore. Maybe an offensive lineman. I don't see them wanting to deal from the defense. You know, I, I, I just don't – I don't think they go that route. I, I think um, that's got to be like – the starting point to getting out of this hole, right, is, okay, well, if next year we, we do finish poorly enough to, to get the first or second best quarterback in the draft, how do we incubate him? Well, we incubate him because we've already got a defense, and we're going to win time of possession, and we'll draft – like because you can always draft a running back, right? We'll draft, we'll draft a running back, and we'll draft a few linemen, but they, they need more picks to draft them. Again, they only have four picks. So I think that's the route they go. I don't think it's a super attractive job. This Trump Payton isn't going there. Um, and I think a lot of guys with other options aren't dying to go there. All right, lastly for you, Jason, uh, Washington, we got Ron Rivera embroiled in a little bit of uh, fun as he responds with the single word quarterback when mm-hmm. asked about the state of the team and relative to the other teams in the division uh, and their roster changes and Alex Smith responded, a lot of response. Uh, what say you about what Ron Rivera has done? And has he been there long, longer than he should have, I guess, at this point? Yeah, I mean, look, he talks about that like a startup. And, you know, they're, right. they're going, you know, plowing through year three. Um, but there's a lot going on in that organization right now. Course, they, they've yeah. got an owner who's dealing with all kinds of issues, you know, firing off a letter to Congress last week that was, frankly, bizarre and baffling. I don't think Dan Snyder right now, with all he has going on, is really up for jumping in a plane, you know, in six weeks and starting to fly or whatever, 10 weeks, starting to fly all over the country, interviewing people for his job. And you know what? I don't think the NFL wants those optics either. I don't think the NFL is really interested in having his best and brightest mind spending eight and 12 hours with Dan Snyder while all this is still going on. Um, I just don't think it's a good look for anybody. I think Dan Snyder has enough to do. And unfortunately for Commanders fans, I think that probably means Ron Rivera isn't going anywhere anytime soon, although Ron Rivera has done precious little to prove that he's the man to turn that franchise around. Now, here's the dirty little secret. There might not be a man or woman on the planet equipped to turn that around. You know, you could try to create some, you know, I don't know, a combination of Lombardi and Belichick and whoever, and it still not might not be enough to turn that franchise around because that franchise I don't think is ever turning around as long as that guy owns it. Um, but I also don't think he's in any imminent danger of being stripped of it. And therefore, I, I think these, these, these fans, unfortunately, are stuck with what they got. He's on Twitter at Jason Lock and Four. That is at Jason Lock and Four. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate your time, my friend. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you next week. You guys do the same. Thank you. See you, Jason. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. 
baseball, cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now on the hotline 
I say longtime friend of the show. This is longtime friend of the show. No one better to talk rules and roughing the passer with than Mike Pereira. Who now, Mike? Let me ask you: more roughing the passer penalties in the last two days, or more glasses of wine for you tonight? No, wine? What is wine? It's Tito's vodka. Tito's vodka. Oh, Tito's vodka. I don't mess with that wine stuff. Come on. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know where you were. I didn't know, I didn't know where the party was tonight and how it was going. <laughs> well, actually, to tell you the truth, I, I was actually sitting in a bar um, when that roughing the passer call was made. And I, I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, and they weren't necessarily Chiefs fans, and they're still yelling at me. So I, <laughs> halftime, halftime, I like ducked out the back door. I said, "I'm done with this. I got to go home." <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's start with the roughing the passer penalty tonight uh, on Chris Jones in the first half, where he sacks Derek Carr and and just you know goes down on top because he just falls. He tries to brace himself so he doesn't land on Derek Carr. Does everything to try to get past it. And it's a roughing passer penalty. It's a big deal in the game. And, uh, you know, we're comparing this to the penalty with Brady yesterday. But let's talk about this one first. What did you think of that call right there? Well, look, it's not a foul. I mean, just as you described it, it's everything you want a defensive player to do. There is contact. He does go to the ground, but he releases his arms. He puts his arms down to the ground. And it's just not one that you want to make. But, the you know... I think ever since the Tua injury and, and concussion issue that's going on, um, we seem to have slid in a, in a direction which is leaning too far once again in protecting the quarterbacks. But, you know, when I look at this one, I mean, honestly, I was sitting at the bar, and when, when I saw the, the announcement by Carl Sheppers, the referee, I was like, oh, no, this is all we're going to talk about. I mean – it just took the Tom Brady play kind of out of it, even though that one, in my opinion, is not a foul either. But I don't, I don't know if it's a reaction to the concussions with Tua or whatever, but, you know, I, I hate to see an overcompensation when I don't even think the league ever thought that the hit on Tua was a foul, nor was the hit on Teddy Bridgewater a foul. So if they're reacting too far in this, then I just think it's not good. Not good for the game, not good for the image, not good for officiating. Do we leave it to some degree, Mike, as you got Cheffers and you got Boger, two guys that regularly are uh, among the the crews that assess more penalties? Well, Is that part I mean, of it? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't look at that. I mean, I happen to think that the Sheffers is maybe the best referee, could be at least top three in the referees, and I think his crew has done well. Um, I don't even think it was him that called it. You know, right. once you open up, you know, it used to be that the referees were the only ones that made roughing the passer calls, and and uh, then it's opened up when we moved the umpire to the offensive backfield way back in 2010. Um, it was still the referee that only made roughing the passer calls. But now they've opened it up for the umpire because his angle is different. And when it comes to helmet contact where the referee might be blocked out, I get it. He may not be able to see the hit coming from the opposite side. But when it comes to landing on top of the, you know, of the quarterback with all or most of your body weight, I'd rather see that left to the referee. And they did have discussion. I mean, you know, they did discuss that and and still arrived at it being roughing the passer. But 
you know, I just can't put it in the category um, of a foul. And you may have heard Troy say, you know, I, they need to look, be able to look at this at the, in, in the NFL offices and should be able to take off a call like that. Well, I agree. I mean, in the USFL, we did that. I mean, we allowed all personal fouls to be looked at by the replay official which, by the way, happened to be me. And, um, and, and in, the, in the semifinal game, in a play involving uh, the New Jersey Generals, there was a, a big roughing the passer call on an interception that was called, which took away the interception, and it just, it just wasn't a foul. So I chimed in, and we took the roughing the passer call off. It was the right thing to do. It can be done. I mean, you're going to have to expand either the duties of the replay official or I've always been an advocate of what I call the sky judge. Um, but, you know, you look at this. I mean, if I, if I was doing my job on the USFL and, had, and, and was looking at these weekend's games, I would have taken this one off tonight. I would have taken the Brady one off. Um, you know, I get it. If the quarterback actually throws the ball and is upright and is then swung down, but if it's just part of a normal tackling motion, you know, whether when the quarterback has the ball or as in tonight when he's just fumbled the ball, then to me it's just not a foul. And, Mike, is, is that how, how uh, calm and, and the way Chiefs fans explain that to you at the bar about what they thought about that call? It's just no. like that? Oh, my God. No. I mean, I, 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 I was looking to see what they were going to throw. I mean, it was like, I mean, and I, I literally did walk up and put, I walked out and I put a napkin over the side of my head so they maybe wouldn't recognize me. But it didn't work. And um, so, so I had to stop and say, look. I agree with you all. I agree with you. That kind of, you know, I've always felt like that if a call is made and 50 drunks in a bar (laughs) think that the call was wrong, then it ought to be wrong. Well, there weren't 50 in the bar. There were about 35, but they all thought it was wrong. Mm. So I I guess I would say the same thing. You know, that's living proof that it was uh, probably wrong. See, this is where if it was me, if I if I was you, and they said, "Hey, that's Mike Pereira," I would have said, "I completely agree." And you know what? I want to buy all of you a drink. How about that, right? <laughs> and, then, and then you find you, and then you slip out at the end. Hey, where's Pereira? Oh, he got out. Uh, well, he bought us a drink. Yeah, okay. that that would have been a good idea, but it probably wasn't good that I had my Raiders jersey on. So it's just you know, that, that, that probably gave it away. <laughs> you had the you had the lit up Raiders one, like from the commercial, the Christmas one. It's all in Raiders, I did Raiders. not. I did not have a Raiders jersey on. I'm only kidding. <laughs> That's too late. You said it. I'm going to start that rumor on Twitter. Mike Pereira wearing a Raiders jersey in a Kansas City bar. Oh my god. Well, I mean, you know, there is always the thing about home cooking that comes up with all these calls too, Mike. Yeah, you know, you can yeah. run the permutation of, of statistics any which way you want to get the result you want and and it seems like that's that's what we do with some of these calls particularly the Brady one became the oh it's the Brady call the new Brady tuck rule was how it was starting to go around and then Derek Carr comes up you know tonight so we have a one point game but that's going to be the talking point for the next week of did we overcorrect and the officials and what's the directive and all of those things which i think is a sad thing to start a new week yeah, and it and and I agree with you. And we really don't know. I mean, we really don't know what the league has said to the officials. I mean, right. if 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 in fact they felt like the 
the throwdown of Tua was a foul, then we would have known it by now because then they likely would have issued a fine for that, which we haven't heard that they have. At least I haven't heard that right. they have. But, you know, I, hey, listen, you know, it's all about player safety and especially with the franchise, and that's the quarterback. When you watch this early in the game, actually both Mahomes and Carr were, you know, tackled in the backfield standing, and they let him go real quickly. I mean, they did not take him to the ground at all. So messages get sent. But I, I just I just hate to see us get to the point where, you know, once again, the focus of the conversation is on the officials. And you, but you you I mean, you know, I mean, you dig your own hole. So at some point you have to look at it and they and say, hey, if in fact the league, which they will probably defend the call. Um, which I probably would have done when I headed the department sure. myself. Um, it's just kind of what you need to do, but it's not what you want called. And um, and so we have to work through that, but hopefully we get back on an even keel because it's just, I mean, did you listen to the Chiefs fans? They booed for like an hour. And, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and I wrote on Twitter, I actually said on Twitter, I was sitting at a bar when that call was made and the, drinking vodka and and I said in the and the Chiefs fans, you know, were just screaming at me and I said in capital letters, I don't blame them. And um and it's just we listen to the booing and that's not what we want in our game. It's not what you're looking for. And it's just to me, it's unfortunate. With a lot of the great games that we have that it boils down to whether it's in Atlanta you know, or whether it's Chiefs now, Chiefs end up winning the game. So that's different than yesterday with Atlanta. But um, it's just too bad. Your tweet, just so you know, has 18,000 likes right now. Does you're, it you're, really? I'm sitting at the bar drinking Tito's with Chiefs fans yelling at me. I do not blame them. 18,000 likes. My my gosh, I didn't know I had 18,000 friends. Take that I, back I mean, to Tito's and I'd say, go to hey, Tito's. this is worth something. Hey. <laughs> You know, I hope that I hope that Tito's vodka maybe read that. Maybe they'll maybe they'll send a bottle or two my way. I don't know. I don't know how you little, don't have a brand a little uh, free pub, man. Yeah, brand tie-in, as it were. We also were uh, listening to the calls from from Carl Sheffers at one point. It sounded like maybe the uh, the fans had gotten to him a little bit. His normal cadence, you know, rhythm, and, and deep uh, voice weren't there. I did hear that. It was it was interesting. There was a little stumble in his uh, in his conversation. I mean, I can't I can't or in his announcement. I, I mean, I, I've I've been booed before, um, but I can't believe I always felt like Kansas City was one of the great stadiums to work at um, because the fans are so passionate, and I also felt it was so loud. But but there were seventy thousand people there that were booing at the top of their lungs and um you know you, you you learn to put that aside and you learn to go let it go in one ear and out the other um however i mean you 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 recognize sometimes you know the magnitude of a call that's made and then you look at it you got so many new officials that are working into the league and you had a first year official on this game that may have been the one that made the call um it's just it's just lousy, and you just hate to see it. And I hurt. I mean, I hurt. I mean, look at. I mean, the, the Chiefs fans. Look, I was drinking with them for a while. So what the heck? I still <laughs> was kind of their buddy. But I hurt for the officials. I mean, I hurt for all of them because they all take a bad rap 
when a call like this is made or the call against Brady yesterday. And they try. It's hard. It's hard. And the direction that they get sometimes from the league office is somewhat inconsistent. And I, I was the same way. I'm not blaming anybody in the league office. It's a, it's a delicate balancing act when you're working with clubs, competition committees, owners, and officials. Um, it's tough. And, and messages are not always consistent. But let's hope that they look at this and say, okay, let's just not overreact and put ourselves in this uh, situation. He's on Twitter, at Mike Pereira. That is at Mike Pereira. Hey, next time you go out to a restaurant, you never know who's going to be hanging out watching a football game with you. It could be Mike Pereira. Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate you so much, man. Have a great night. You got it. See Thanks, you. Mike. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.